0: Guys, it's Wednesday and today is all about Ami! Hi guys! We're interviewing her.
1: Brandy and I are tag teaming with questions. And it's cool because we're learning so much about your history, your childhood, kind of everything that you've experienced that has really shaped who you are. As a mom, as a co-host, I'm as nervous. a wife. i nervous. I'm nervous about this one. It's, it's a- so cool and you guys have been asking for this. So we're yeah. gonna be interviewing each other the next three episodes. Next time you'll hear my backstory, then Orly's. Uh, but we learned so much about you. I love it.
0: It's let's really see. beautiful. I hope you listen to the whole episode. You're gonna fall in love with her let's all right, guys. Do it. It's on day. Yay! <laughs> we day. are gonna interview you we want to know all of the things okay. don't hold back get weird get creepy all right We can't wait. <laughs> all right. Let's just start off with um, Like where were you born
2: guys? I was born in Houston, Texas What? Can I tell you the funniest story about this? I do not know that even at all? (laughs) Oh, this is going to be so funny. I actually think it's so funny because people will be like, we'll talk, talking, and people Mm. are like, oh, you're from California. I'm like, actually, I'm from Texas. And people think I'm so funny that I, my friends that really know me always think I am like, they're they're like, okay, stop trying to claim Texas. Because every person I meet that's from Texas I think is so nice. So I try (laughs) to group myself in that. I'm like, you must think I'm a very nice person because I am from Texas. Houston, Clear Lake, also Beyonce. So very, you know, parallel lives, parallel lives. You guys are so the same. Queens, both. And then, when did you move? I, I was like two, so please. You know. Okay, so born, <laughs> Wait, born there, but you don't really, you don't necessarily like remember your life. Brandy, there. the question was where were you born? True. yeah. yeah. Not where did you grow up? Yes. God. So born there, but pretty much moved. My parents were both engineers, so NASA and all that stuff. Exactly. Houston was a big time in the '80s for you know the engineers coming from other countries and stuff. So. Wow.
0: And then, what made them move? Was it so? Job it was or? one of those
2: things where, like, when immigrants came to the states, we, they all followed each other, right? So my parents had a group of friends that they had. And it's so funny thinking back about it because Mm -hmm. now when they tell us stories about our childhood, I'm like, why did we, because my brother was born in Maryland, I was born in Texas, and I was like, why did we come to California? And they're like, well, Lapsy Uncle was there, and we, you know, and it was like one of those things, and they're like, so we just moved to, and oh then they God. laid roots there. I love that
1: I love that <laughs> <it>. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> wait, so yeah, let's exactly. talk
2: about your family and your birth order. Yes, okay, so I am um, of two children, and I have one older brother who's six years older than me. His name is Millen, which is where we got Mila from. Oh. Oh. Yeah, Milan actually means love between two people, and so I was like, it's Indian enough. That's Mila, gorgeous. it is. Yeah, Aww. so um, he's great. Love him to pieces. Um, I think I grew up in a pretty traditional family, you know what I mean? Like, very strict South Asian Indian family. Traditional for, like, an Indian family. Exactly, yeah, yeah. sorry. Traditional Indian family. Yeah. Yeah. Both yeah. parents were engineers. Yeah. Um, worked together so I assumed parents worked together their entire lives because they just you know for 40 years worked together as engineers together and then my brother was He's a doctor, he's a cardiologist, so, you know, was I following in those footsteps? No, I wasn't. I was not. I was, at a young age, was very much like, I'm not doing that. So you knew that, that that was not your path? I absolutely knew that, yeah. I always had a knack for, like, I would sit there and, I think, like, a lot of girls do, I love doing hair and makeup, so I knew I wanted to do that. But isn't that so rebellious
1: of you? It was, it was.
2: But I still, I kind of feel like I was the rebel within my
1: own little, like, No, you were because, I mean, spoiler alert, you have a master's degree. Right. So (laughs) I did things, right? I
2: still, I went to Berkeley and I studied mass comm there because I was like, well, I'm going to go to that school, but I'm going to actually study something that you won't want me to, you know? Did your, when you
0: were young and your parents started noticing that in you, did they just think this was you being a little girl or did they, were they like, "Uh uh-uh, don't get any
2: ideas? They were like, don't, don't get any ideas. They were always like, I think you should be a lawyer because you're really feisty. They would always be like, you know, you should do that because you just argue back all the time. And I was like, but mom, I really want to do this. And you know, I had clear ideas, but I think it's interesting because now as a mom of a little girl and boy, but more so Mila, just because girls, I feel like in a traditional South Asian community are treated a little differently. The expectations are different. Like I want Mila to have the same exact expectations as her brother. What what are those differences? I don't know what they are. I mean, I think you're still expected to be, like, at the top of your game, very smart and good at everything you do. But I do think that there is more – it was a little bit more, like, imagine if my brother, being an Indian man, was like, you know what, I'm going to pursue acting, right? I think there's no way that that could have happened. My parents would have been like, are you kidding me? You're getting disowned because you have to carry on our name. You have to provide for your family. Versus me, it's almost like, okay, fine, but we have to find you an amazing husband. Got you it. You have to it, be protected. It. You have to be taken care of. Yeah. You know, my brother was taught how to like change a tire, but like I never was. I want Mila to know those types of things. I got you. And even then, both my brother and I were raised very independently, and like you know, confidently and I, we are, an equals. But there were certain little things and nuances. I mean, my my mom was actually more of an aggressor than my dad was. You know what I mean? They, yeah. she's the one that always is like, let's do this, let's do that. So I learned a lot from watching her. But even then, there's still a little typical, I want to say typical, but just so- very...
1: What were you like as a kid? Like, were you like Mila? And if we just peeked into your life, age seven on a Saturday, what were you doing? Yeah, I was. Ugh.
2: I was exactly Mila. It's so funny. <laughs> okay, so let me give you a little backstory. My husband and I met when we were twelve. So the fact that I have now a five and six year old, it's bizarre because yep. my son Rian is a hundred percent my my husband. Like. To a T. His personality and his looks. And Mila is like me. So if you guys do follow me on Instagram where I share a lot on stories, Mila is just this, I always say she has a zest for life. That was me. Always. I've always just been like, I love you! You know, like, I love everyone. I want to be everyone's friend. I want them to be my friend. And then you almost have to do something really bad to me for me to not like you. But... I've always had this... What is the word that my husband... He's like, you have this... Um, like vivacious? This vivacious personality. But he's almost like, you have this sweet ignorance. And he doesn't mean it in a bad oh, way, no. but he's just oh, like, yeah. you always look at life with such love. Rose-colored glasses. Yes, image. that you... And I take that as a compliment and not so much because I'm like... That's who you are. I was also... I've been fortunate enough to not experience so much craziness in yeah. life that it's allowed me to do that, which is... He's always mm. like, it's sweet. It's sweet ignorance. Like, you just you look at everything like it's going to work out and it's going to be good. And and that is part of why he's like, I love you so much because yeah. you can take something negative and make it positive. Oh, but I was definitely always like the one that wanted to be very social and just, you know, make friends. And did you like
0: play sports or were you part of like clubs? I school? did.
2: I was, the, so of, like now I'm obviously like beauty you yeah. know person 101 in hair I was the biggest tomboy mm. like I had an older brother and he was so That's sweet wild, And like you were a beauty ju- queen no I, okay well I, I did run for I did do pageants <laughs> oh but that was what later age? I was like 16 during pageants okay yeah. okay. so go back tomboy but tomboy, when I was, tomboy, tomboy age was, Like what age like 12 okay 10 to like 14. And then I remember my cousin took me. And I mean, when I say Tom, I literally would go in my brother's closet after he left for school and wear one of his shirts. Yes. It was crazy. And like boy shorts. So my cousin one day was like, so you're starting high school. We should take you shopping. And I was like, what? Okay. I literally, I was like, what's that movie? Just, I don't even know. One of those movies, you know, where you look at, but it was like, I came to school. And the girl gets a
1: makeover. Yes, exactly. You know, like
2: I came to school with, like, my hair done and, like, skort. A skort. Skorts were back. God, really I big back then. I love a good So skirt. I, like, came on. I remember I used to play football with the boys, and then they were like, wait, what are you doing? I had a bodysuit and a skort on, I remember. Smoking hot. I was like, high. I, was oh like, I can still play football, guys. You're like, there's shorts in the back. Have yeah. you ever heard of a skort? Yeah. So Const-
1: when did you start liking boys? Oh, my God. I was, were you always boy crazy? I was very
2: precocious. Yeah, I liked, I liked boys. I think, uh. Um, I want to say, I, I think I had my first, well, I don't know. I want to say it was like maybe, from what I can remember, I was like six or seven when I had my first crush, which is so funny because our kids are like
1: at that God, age.
2: Oh like my gosh. So cute. But yeah, I remember having a crush. Do you remember what his name was? I don't remember his name. I do remember my first kiss. What? What How were the circumstances you? of your I first kiss? I was in kiss? seventh grade. Okay. And Are we was, talking tongue too? I mean, it was probably like, what, just wet. Maybe it was. Yeah, it was just wet. What? It was my best friend at the time, I remember. <laughs> and we would always walk my dogs, because I had two dogs, and we were walking. And then it was just one of those things like, well, I dare you to do this. And I was like, okay. He we, dared oh you god. to kiss yeah, him. Yeah, and then we did, and it was like literally two seconds, and then it was like, okay, let's run back home now. You know? Oh my god, dares are the perfect way oh to god. like Our ask to even do something. Kids will know any of this. I mean, They yeah. will. They will. I hope they, they are. Absolutely. I think will. Everyone's
1: inside playing video games. I know, no, but that those
2: kind of moments, I feel like will. they'll be stolen. Those were like sweet moments that I feel like, and it was so nice that it was obviously with someone who I knew yeah. well. But it's just so funny because
1: it's just so funny. I love running back, this racing about home. Yeah. Okay, so. When you were little and your parents were, you know, they're engineers, yes. you said that, you know, you were like, okay, I'm still going to go to Berkeley. I'm going to major in this. But like, what did you want to be when you were little? What did you want to be when you grew up? When you grew up? Okay. So when I was
2: really little, I think I hear this all the time because I ask kids all the time now. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a veterinarian. I was like, I want to be a vet. I want to take care of animals because I just loved them. Yeah. And I did grow up with two dogs. So I was like, I want to do that. And then quickly I realized you have to go to school for like the same amount that a doctor does. And you're like, like, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, okay then. And then I started loving um, hair and makeup. And I think that started happening in high school when we started going to dances. Okay. So here was the thing. I wasn't actually allowed to go to dances until I was, my mom had put a rule like when I was 16. She's like, you're not gonna get to go to dance until you're 16. So I was like, basically, and I was younger for my age. I was like, I'm gonna be-
0: a junior in high school. I was a junior, I
2: was actually gonna be a senior. I didn't turn 17 until I was senior. And I was like, so, this sucks, you know? Yeah. So, luckily, I got nominated for like homecoming court my sophomore year. So, my mom was like, okay, you can go, you know? And I was like, great. But <gasps> my freshman year, I would, all my girlfriends would come over to my house and I would do their hair and makeup for dances. Oh, yeah. And they would go. No! Yes! Yes! Oh you were like God. the hired help
0: and then yes! you stayed home like yes! Cinderella in the basement?
1: Yes. yes! <laughs> yes! Now, but weren't you going to dances like. I don't know, Indian dances or like weddings and getting dressed And I think I've talked
2: about this in other podcasts, that this was very confusing for me. But then they wouldn't let you go to traditional dances. Yes, I mean, Indian dances meaning like they were with the families and stuff, like functions, right? Things that would keep the community like we know about cultural stuff. But the funniest thing were like the clothing, right? Like Uh Indian outfits are these scandals. If you guys watch anything Bollywood now, I'm like like, – Midriffs
1: or brawlers. Yes, exactly. Like scandals. Yeah, Yeah, it's like
2: nipple covers. And then that was it. (laughs) And my mom would be like, so you're wearing this tonight? And I was like, What? And I was like, yeah. well, how come I can't wear it? It didn't make sense it when you compared your like American yes. lifestyle and the rules. Yeah, it was so confusing to me. Does so- it
0: still feel confusing to you in some way? Like did it sit with you and stick with you the rest of your life, this sort of like dichotomy between those two worlds? Or did, it, did you come up with your own way of making sense of it all?
2: I think now, like in my own work that I do, like on social media, I've yeah. come up with my own way of doing it. I and mean, that's because I think culturally we've accepted it. Like Indo-Western, you know, I'll yeah. make a lot of my Indian outfits Americanized and stuff like that. But I do think that there was a lot of the cult. The, it was very difficult for me. And especially when I grew up, like in the 90s, it was one of those things that I didn't want to... I didn't actually want to claim being Indian all the time because yeah. it was weird. It made right. you different. It was made yeah. me different, yeah. whereas now it's super cool. So I always try, like, for instance, I have the kids in, like, Hindi classes. I have them doing active wow. things that are keeping them super connected to their culture awesome. because I feel like even if they get teased for it at any point, I want them to know that, like, it doesn't matter. Like, this is you, no. and this is what you have to be comfortable with, you know. Yeah. You'll and appreciate it when you're older. Exactly, because yeah. I do. I appreciate it so much, like even our food. Like we would, jo- I joke about like having my mom put random <laughs> things. Potatoes. Yeah, you know, and it's like now people are like, oh my god, what's that? You know, how do you make your kids eat vegetables? And I'm like, oh well, you know, you add a little bit of cumin, coriander, and spice, and they'll, you know, it changes yeah. broccoli. So um, I don't know. I think yeah, it, it was hard growing up, but
0: when you were like good. high school age getting ready when everyone was starting getting ready to go to college making decisions on where they were going to go to school yeah what were your like governing factors on where you were going to go to school were you committed yet at that point to what you thought was going to be your career or
2: okay so let me tell you guys a little backstory so actually i was one of those i felt like in high school i was the quintessential good daughter that and that I was like USB vice president and oh I God, was yeah. on track and I played soccer mm-hmm. and I did club and I did all these things. I did everything, but my hands were in so many buckets yeah. that I do, I think I almost failed myself in that sense. Didn't you know excel I mean? in any yes. one.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: It was my dad. What do I say? Uh, jack of all trades, master of none. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh-huh. He'd always say mm-hmm. like, he's like, you're doing so much, but I was also like, well, what do you guys want me to do? Cause you want me to have this ridiculous resume mm-hmm. to get me in you have to. and I remember I took I took calculus and I shouldn't have because I I was not I was not ready mentally to take on calculus my senior year I was like I can't do calculus AP it's just like not the class that I should be doing okay. and I didn't do well on it I got a D in it and yeah. I remember it was like one of the biggest things that, like, what did your parents, wait,
1: did that completely ruin your GPA,
2: it, yeah, it was wow. a, it was a, it was a tough one, it was a tough one, and I remember, so, fast forward a little bit, I chose, so, okay, not only ruined my GPA, it was just one of those things where I was like, this sucks, but at the same time, I was like, this isn't going to prevent me from getting where I want to be, because it just shouldn't, because I have so many other things going yeah. on, mm-hmm. I didn't get into where I wanted to go to school, which, which was which Berkeley. So listen, so I decided to go to uh, junior college for two years. Whoa. So I did plot co- twist. Wait, but here's the thing. You can imagine growing up yeah. in no, like a strict know. family. No, I I that was so
1: crazy. And I had
2: said, I was like, I don't want, if I've come, and I was, uh, this was actually a pivotal moment for me because I was also very confident. I was very confident. I was like, how the hell am I in this, like what, President in the top, of everything. top third of my class, How is this – and, you know, all these things and accolades that I can say that I have, but, like, the person next to me is going to a school that I want to go to or something else. And I didn't want to settle for less, so I did that.
0: Did any part of you feel like – because you were popular, right? You were homecoming. You were that whole thing. Did any part of you feel, like, uh, embarrassed that everyone's going to be, like, see – she was just... She's not that yes. smart. She couldn't... Yes. She's going to junior college. Remember, was there that, like, like our, insecurity? I remember, like, our
2: senior rally when they put, like, the
1: schools oh, that everybody's man. going to.
2: And I remember that's, that's I was crazy. so annoyed because at this time... I, I mean, I still feel the nepotism was there, but I remember this one girl who got into USC, and I was like, there is no way you should have gotten into USC, yeah. and she did, and it was almost like... Okay, whatever, but I... Was she on the crew team? (laughs) Yeah, she was on the uh, crew team. Was Lori Loughlin invited? (laughs) Right, right, (laughs) she was. Lori Loughlin's best friend stuff. I just feel like it was one of those times where at the time I was really disappointed and I felt like I had to justify why I was doing certain things, but it's never made me work harder. It never has made me work harder. What an interesting...
1: What did your parents think like were they okay with I think, going to junior I college? I think I want to
2: honestly say and if mom and dad are listening I do think that they thought they they, they I think at that point they were like well
0: you, 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 you fa- you're your failure yeah. I
2: do think in their own way, even though, but they almost were like, what did we do to fail you? You know, it was one of those things. I remember I did have some conversations like that with my mom where it was like, What did
1: we do to fail you? What
2: did I do to fail you? Was I not there enough? Did I, you know, it's one of those things that Mm -hmm. you play in your head, like, I think I focused too much on my career rather than you. And it was like, You didn't, you know? I was learning my own way. And I'm the type of person that I think those moments in high school taught me so much about, like, Mm -hmm. as I've grown older, I still do that. I still do have my hands in lots of different pots. But yeah. I'm learning to take step back from that and only mm-hmm. focus on one thing at mm-hmm. a time, you know, which has been a lifelong lesson for me.
0: So I have a question about this school yeah. this school situation. Yep. One is, did you apply to a bunch of other schools or was Berkeley your only school so when you
2: didn't get in, you had no backup? I did apply to other schools, but I didn't want to go. You always wanted. I think you just did it to it do it. It was for Berkeley. Yeah, and I think also um, at the time, like my brother had gone to Berkeley. I, it was like this, yeah. this you know, like mm-hmm. this thing go. that, yeah. And so... And so
0: were your parents aware, like, was it, I'm going to go to junior college for two years so I can go yes. to Berkeley? So it
2: was a clear path. They knew that. Yeah. They knew okay. that. But they... Major
0: props, man, for having that vision, though. That's no joke. I'm yeah. sure at 99% of other people, I feel like, would have gotten into another school and been like, well, whatever, it was going to be Berkeley, but I'm not going to junior college. Like That yeah. was showed tremendous, yeah. right? Like,
2: foresight into your future. I think at that point, I also had a fire in my belly that I felt kind of slighted. Like I felt kind of like You're what like, the I'm cow? gonna make this happen, damn it. Wow. Yeah. Like I felt kind of like, What are why? You know what I mean? And so I just was like, Okay, I'm gonna figure it out.
0: When you guys, you and your brother, when you guys were like teenagers and stuff, were you encouraged to have jobs? Were you allowed?
2: So my mom did she didn't want us to have jobs while in school. I got my first job when I was in junior college and I was I worked at J. Crew as a salesman, like sales associate, loved it. Loved it, 70% off clothes. Do you know the
1: perfect fold?
2: Yes, the perfect <laughs> fold, the sizing. Did you guys know that like the higher end places at that time, they always size up so that way they make people of certain sizes feel better? I
1: heard that, yeah. yes. Yeah, so
2: like Banana and J. Crew would size their size two actually to okay, be a size four. That's why i four. like a size zero and I'm not a zero. Yeah, and I was like, wait, this is so weird. And they're like, no, 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 it makes people feel better. It's like this whole elitist yeah. attitude, yeah. but it was interesting. Um, no, but the way they would do that was in the house. So we had allowances and we had certain things like that, but it was always like, you just have to do this in order to Mm -hmm. earn that. But my mom was, I was like, you're not detracting from your studies. So you're not working outside of the house, but you can make lunches for you and your brother and you can get, you know, money for doing that. Or you can do this and that and you can make money from that. But
1: and your first job at J career. I know. Actually, I, I don't that. even think I can imagine you like in a little
2: polo. Oh my god, it was not at all. Right? I did it. It was great. I loved oh it. I know. Gosh. I changed my style big time then. But I also, my parents being engineers, this says a lot about immigrant parents too. They were engineers, but then we also owned. Do you guys remember Pioneer Chicken? Pioneer Chicken used to be. No. It used. To, it's what Popeyes is now. Oh, what I and love. We owned Popeyes. two Popeyes. And we also owned a dry cleaners, so like we were hustling because you have to remember, like they came from nothing. I know, and they were like become
1: business owners. I know, incredible. It was.
2: I think the mentality of like, how do we get ahead, and how do we not just be status quo? Like we're engineers, but how do we make this like. How do we invest in things and actually make something bigger for our families? No, and those we saw a lot of trials and tribulations with because I remember it was like some were successful, some weren't.
0: Did they share that, the successes and the failures with you they or did they shield tried you?
2: tried a little bit. Like I would always hear conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They let my brother in because he was obviously way older than me, but it was different for me. You know, I think, and again, I don't know if it's because I was a girl or if I was just younger, right. but I felt right. the shielding and then I found out later on in life, like certain things, but... I was really, I learned a lot about taking risks from them, and I loved it. I thought it was great, you know. They would freaking work their butts off Monday through Friday and go straight and work Saturday and Sunday. And I would work there, too. Like, when I was in eighth grade, I start I was allowed to start doing the register, so I would work at the cleaners. Oh, so you did. I mean, oh I did. Goodness. I mean, but I never think of that as a paid yeah, job because yeah. I was, you know, it was like what I was Your doing with business. them. But I loved it. I remember I felt like I was like, I'm playing, you know, playing yeah. house or whatever. Yeah.
0: Um, wow, that's incredible.
2: Yeah. Clean, cleaners also... But I, I feel
0: like no wonder why you had your hands in a million things. Yeah. Because right. so did they. Like I know. That's it was true. an example of like you don't have to pick one thing. You can actually do many of the things. I know.
2: You're right. That's actually a good point. I did learn that from them, I think. But it's crazy because I don't think that's that hasn't necessarily served me well. You know? I right. feel like there are things that I could have put my time with 100% and been so much better at something, but... I'm so wait, what was that.
1: college life like for you? Oh like, what kind of... Okay, well, so then this is what's
2: interesting because... So back to me and my husband, we met when we were 12, right. right? Did yes. he go to Berkeley? He did. Oh my God, I can't. Yes. Stop it. So when I went to go visit the campus, he was dating someone. Slut. And yeah, I'll kill her. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> She's actually a very nice girl. She's oh. very sweet now. Sorry. But like... I mean, now, now we're friends. Yeah. But she... So... He was dating someone, and I went to go visit the campus. And you know, Berkeley's a large, large school. Right. Large school. 40,000 students. Mm-hmm. So we go, and it's random what class I'm going to visit. Stop it, right? Stop no, it. I can't. It's his econ class that I walk into. He's a couple years older than He's you. He's one year older one than you. One year, him. okay. So I happen to be, oh my God. and I'm there, and I'm like, what? And I sat down right next to him. And then, like, wrote him a little note, whatever, you know. We went out to dinner that night. Oh, when he had a girlfriend. Yes, he did. But it was like, like. But he was like, great, so great seeing you. Yeah. You know, friend hug. Love, you. like, great, and he and I was like, I know you, and I. And did me, you ever crush on him at I this totally point? Okay. I totally did. I, did, and I, well, because I reconnect, I was like, oh my god, like yeah. I want, you know, it's fate, it's meant to be. Yes, I'm so that girl. When I was 12, when I met him for the first time at a friend's mutual friend's house, I told him I was like, we're gonna get married. And then fast forward six years, and I was like, okay, this is it. This is you know. Remember, and me, Remember what I said so that time? Me and it's my on. me Gosh. and my zest for life, and I literally <laughs> wrote him a note and, and in class, and I was like, I think we're meant to be. I think we should try this, and he's like you uh, He he was actually the most. He's always been so mature. I think we're so meant mature. to be. I think he still has the notes. Actually, I might have the notes somewhere. I have to show you guys. Oh my god, oh we have to take god. a photo yeah. and get that on the Instagram page. We'll have to show the note. Leave. But he basically said, um, he's like, he was so mature for his years and always has been wise for his years. But he was like, we. He's like, I cannot deny that I feel something for you, but I'm in a committed relationship and I never want you to be the reason why I left that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? That was such a smart way of saying it. Like.
0: He's like, like, I'm so much more into you yes. now. No, but he's
2: like, because you don't ever want to be the reason why I love For a man that. that's like 19? I know. That's incredible. And I was still mad at him. I was like, ugh. And I remember I like had Ben Harper on repeat. I was like, I hate you. Ben like,
1: Harper, <laughs> oh
2: my God. <laughs> oh my God. Some random, so random. And I was like, I hate you so much. <laughs> but I and, love you. But I love you. And then anyways, visited. Then like three months later, he like called and he's like, hey, so I'm single now. And then he came out to visit before I went, started going to school there. And, um, yeah, it was and actually so, not a good first date. I remember and it was yeah. horrible, No,
1: yeah, Can we get but it was a details? horrible
2: first date. I well, remember okay. it was a horrible first date because I think there was so much anticipation. And at the end of the night I was like, so are you going to kiss me? And he was like, why are you asking me? Like, that's so, you yeah. know, like, so then we did. And it was just like, I was like, I was like, Oh, I don't, I, I don't, I think we're really great friends and I was like but let's continue being friends and he's like yeah I agree like it just oh felt God. weird so uh-huh. we, we kept talking and at this point I still had a few months before I was going to start going to school and our chemistry on the phone was spectacular it was like dynamic it was oh my God. just so good so I was like this is crazy like we should just let's just try this again so I flew up there once oh before God. I started school and it was just like perfect. totally different yeah
0: so, what oh were you, like, okay, gosh. you're in, you go to college, you're now in this very serious relationship yes. with a man you end up marrying. Yes. Did you still have, like, a wild college experience? Were the two of yes. you wild together? Yes, what, we what, were what very wild
2: together. If you guys know us and know our, yeah. like, trips and stuff, we're very wild in together. Your Instagram we're, stories, Yes. Yeah. table dancing. Yes, and, exactly. We're very, <laughs> we're, like, best friends, soulmates, and, like, yeah. you know, party animals together. So, it's been great, yeah. No, but we did have, like, a break, because he graduated, and I was like, I need to, like, figure it out myself uh-huh. and not like be resentful if you know I'm, like i never got to live out my oh yeah my panic attack my thing and so did you did we myself. broke up that <laughs> lasted like a month cuz i was like i don't want to be with anyone else and, and we, we tried it again when i like officially left school and i was 22 and you know i was like okay wow. still together did you try to go on
1: dates or kiss guys I did yeah. i did
2: i tried going it on dates right. and it's just like yeah, I was like, I just don't yeah. want to, you know? It just felt Aww. weird. And even if you connected with someone, I was like, maybe in another life, you know? Yeah, like, I just yeah. didn't want to be with anybody else. In the it's back so of weird. your mind,
0: it was him. It so. was,
2: yeah. So you
0: probably weird. also didn't want to let yourself really feel anything know, for anyone else you're right. because you're like, no, 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 I don't yeah. want to get confused here. And he
2: was also very much like, Ugh, it's just so annoying how like confident he was. He was like, listen, you want a break? Let's take a break. But this is black and white. There is no such thing as a gray area. Like... If you're, we're not together, we're not together. And I'm going to do me. He's yeah. like, So I'm moving on. And he's like, It's hard because I want to be with you, but I don't, we're not, don't call me. Don't mm-hmm. talk to me. Yeah. Don't be. And I was just like, Stop it. Why are you so mature oh about this? And I was like, You just, and I even now joke and I'm like, You knew exactly what you were doing. Yeah. To yeah get it's me also back.
1: typical women. Like, I've right? been, yeah. where I'm like. I wanna take a break, but you need to wait for me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you're not allowed to do yeah. anything. Just I need to go to out. Yeah. I need to go and you know, be crazy oh and wild God, so at the funny. club. And then that is so you know, true. yeah. And oh, then So pretty much those breaks is when you realize like this is the Yeah. One. And then we did end up going to
2: grad school. We went to grad school. He got into his dream school in Boston for business school and I had applied there and USC and I got in USC. I got in both and I was like Ugh, I think I should stay in LA because it's my jam. I want Mm -hmm. to be in the arts and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was, and then that was, I remember another pivotal point where it was like, we were 23. Like, seriously, like you're that young. And he was still like, I think we should experience like, Another city together, it'd be great. And if we're thinking about getting married in the next couple of years, and I was like, but I don't want to resent you. What if we're not together? Yeah. Would you guys live together at this point? No. Okay. I said no because I was like, we're still so young. And I was like, I really want, especially if we're going to live in different cities together, I don't want it to be like, oh, we're known as a unit. I was like, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He lived in Cambridge. I lived in like Coolidge, I lived in Boston. So I, you did go. I did go. Okay. I did go. I, I visited both schools and on my own, oh my I was goodness. like, am I going to do this? You know, and I'd like, consulted with my brother, I'd done all this stuff, and, you know, everyone kind of gave me the, like, insight I thought was helpful, and I was like, either way, I'm not going to regret living in the East Coast, I think, for two years, that's what my idea was. And
0: was your, did your parents love him? Were they like, yeah, yeah, go, go be with him? My
2: parents, in the beginning, my mom was like, this is weird, you know, she was (laughs) like, because her, his mom and her mom knew each other in India, even, like, we're not arranged, they actually grew apart when they moved to the States, but they knew each other, so she's like, this is weird, because you guys are like we know each other and what if it doesn't work out and I see her socially it's going to be awkward and I was like now I'm always like mom like Mila and Rihanna are products of yeah, us it freaking worked out yeah it worked out so no now I can safely say she he is the gem of our family everyone loves him way wow. more than me my mom calls him more than she calls me she's always like see so he's funny. my gem yeah it's like <laughs> so he's okay I want to know about the engagement <gasps>
1: I'm the engagement.
2: We got we got engaged. We were in the middle of business uh grad school uh-huh. and um we went back so at the time when I started going to Berkeley was when two thousand uh nine eleven had happened. So we have this big thing called the clock tower, the campanile, and it had been shut down indefinitely. So I never actually got to go in it when I was um at school there yeah, yeah. because of nine eleven. So he's like, oh my gosh, we got to go back to Berkeley." and guess what? Um, the Campanile is open now for like a private tour because, you know, it hasn't been since 9-11. Lies, and lies. I was like, oh, let's go. <laughs> so we go, and we're walking up the stairs, and all of a sudden I hear a violinist. And I was like, well, what kind of special arrangement is this? And there's like oh this violinist God, and then rose no. Oh my God, I'm going to so start cute. crying. Stop. I'm sweating. Ever, I'm just like, yeah, ever, I just got like
0: the chills in weird places. It was
2: really cute, and then he proposed... I don't think I said yes. I just took the ring, and I was like, "Okay." Do you
0: remember anything he said? I do you remember any of the don't, words. Don't, but it's
2: on video because <gasps> he he had the foresight to do Back that. Crazy, then, I know. That's crazy. At twenty four, he we have a video, and then wow. um, we we go downstairs, and there's like a limo waiting for us. He's like, "Call your mom and dad. They're gonna be so excited." I was like, "Oh my god, okay." Did do, do they know? And he's like, "Yeah, of they course do. They, they better so then, know, right?" But he knows me, and I was like in like jeans, and I was like, "Darn, I wish I was like dr- nicely yeah. dressed up." So he takes me to a hotel, and he's like. On the bed is, like, this beautiful little dress. Stop it. And then he's like, you have an hour. Get ready. We're going to go to dinner. So I'm like, oh, my gosh. I wish my mom and dad were here. We walk into dinner. They're there. My entire family's there. His family's there. And I'm like, stop it right now. He
0: freaking killed it. He did. He killed it. Stop it it with that. He killed it.
2: He killed it. I was like, you're, you're such a so sweet awesome. See, yeah. he,
0: he was even your like supportive Instagram husband back he then. He was. So he true. Knew you needed the moment. You, you needed the visual. Yeah. You needed the He m- did. He did.
2: Yeah. So it was good. Yeah. <sighs> and then did sense. you guys have like a long engagement? What was the planning of your wedding? Like? Oh my God. In typical Indian wedding. So we were finishing um, grad school. So we both, it was like an, a year engagement, a year engagement yeah. to finish that up. Do the whole like play on the horses and elephants and everything yep. else that come in? It's <laughs> oh the best. oh, my God. Wedding oh Indian weddings are the best. But it was the best because we got married when we were twenty-five, so literally it was like a college party, Rockstar yeah. party. It yeah. was five hundred people of just all walks of our life. The cutest story is we got married at the Biltmore in downtown LA, and he had asked me to his prom when we were kind of like in the middle of knowing each other or not. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Do you want to come to the prom with me?" I couldn't go because like I, I senior think, prom, yeah, like in, his in high school. Prom. Okay, his senior prom was at the Biltmore. Oh my god! And he had gosh. asked me, and I was like, "I can't." Go. My dad was like, "No," because <laughs> I had SATs the next day, so I couldn't go, and so I couldn't go. So it was. Like, he's like, "No, I'm getting to marry you here, right?" Oh my god! With one last funny cuteness. story.
0: Tell me all of the funny yeah. stories. It, it, don't hold back.
2: It, I guess when he was born, um, like they didn't actually do ultrasounds. They did like the heartbeat to get the yeah. sex, yeah. determine the sex. So they thought he was going to be a girl. Until he was born. Right, lost. they just did the
1: Doppler. and the Yeah, exactly. The they say exactly. His heartbeat something. was super
2: fast. Uh-huh. So it was going to be a girl. So his name was going to be Ummy. Isn't that crazy? No. Yeah, his dad told wow. this, yeah, his dad this story the story at the wedding. That. It was actually so cute. He's uh-huh. like, you know, we were going to name her ummy And then it was a boy. And he's like, but now we have the ummy that we always wanted. I was like, don't. Okay, you guys me. are perfect for each no, other. No, it was just, it
1: was really sweet because I'm I was dead. like, gosh, wow. we, you know, we're really meant to be. I'm going to sell your story to Lifetime. <laughs> this
0: is, can I ask a question I about school and career a little bit? Yeah. So why did you decide to like get your master's Ugh, if yeah. all along you kind of knew what you wanted and because school isn't a prerequisite for that at all?
2: I just felt like with everything else that had happened in my life career-wise, that I was like, this was my time also to apply. I remember I applied to Cornell, NYU, and you yeah. and SE. And I ended up getting it everywhere I want everywhere. And I was really excited. I just felt like it was my second chance of being like, I'm applying to college.
0: It was about like proving yourself, not so much about like, I want this as a backup plan no. or anything yeah. like that. It was
2: proving myself. Proving and it just seemed like wow. I didn't get to do it the first, you know, I didn't do college the full way. So I'm going to do it this way. Because you had gone to JC. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I'm going to do it this way. And I wow. remember, okay. and I was like, it felt good. I was like, I. Studied my butt off. I did what I needed to do. I got the rewards. And then I was like, and now I get to choose where I want to go, you know? Got it. And so. And
0: were school loans a thing? Were your parents lucky enough to be in the position to help you? School loans
2: were the, I mean, my parents helped a lot. And then, um, we paid off a lot of my school loans though, too, for grad school. School loans, undergrad, no, they paid for everything. Um, and then grad school, they helped. And then I paid off the rest Mm -hmm. with like us, we did together. Wow. Yeah. Wait. So, how
1: old were you when you guys started a family? Thirty. So we had. We were married five years. Yeah, and that was one
2: thing that we kind of wanted. I really, really wanted. If there was one thing that was amazing about having such older siblings, they always said like enjoy the time of being married without kids, Mm -hmm. and really, the one thing they told us was travel. Travel your hearts out. So every year from when we got married to when we had kids, we did one really big international trip Mm -hmm. and then we did one like local trip with friends or something. But we always did that and I felt like it was just so great. Like in South Africa when we did safari, that's where we found Rion. That's where we found our name for our little guy. And then like years later, you know, we had him. So it's just, there's so many fun little things that I feel like we can go back to when we traveled. That's so awesome. Um, but grad school also allowed for that because there were a lot of school organized trips that, you know, oh, okay. you could be a part of and stuff. But I just felt like experiencing those things together were awesome.
0: Yeah. Was when you guys made the decision, well, first of all, was it a decision that you wanted to start a family? And if it was like a decision, was it easy? Did you guys struggle trying to get pregnant?
2: I think it was one of those things I had said like after my 30th birthday, I was going to get off the pill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. So my, I turned 30 in October. I got off the pill, and in January, I found out I was pregnant. Wow. So it was fast. I did not know it. It was literally like one of those things. I woke up the night after a wedding, and I was like, I had too much to drink. Oh, my gosh. I should be on my period. <gasps> I'm not. Let me take oh a test. I was like, I'm pregnant. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, okay. And then same thing with the second with Mila. Like, I stopped nursing. And then I was like, I should be on my own period. I'm not on my period. I'm pregnant. You know, it was like one of those <laughs> cow. Um But so, but here's an interesting story. So in, in our culture, we do a lot of things where we have like psychic reads. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: and it's specifically in India. Cause they're like very, Yeah. they just tell you a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I had my palm read and everything he said was so on point to a point where I was just like, he was like, you going to have some sort of. Injury on his finger, on his left finger. He had like surgery on his pinky finger. Whoa! Wait, can we go to this person? I mean, he's in India. I actually think this like bad. Can we Facetime? We can Facetime, but I actually don't like it because he was so spot on that it scares me. Because he did tell me he's like, "Oh my god, you're gonna have three kids, but you're only gonna have two. Like, so I, you know, we talk about having three kids. Like, I always talk about having a third kid, and I was so scared about it. Meaning that you're gonna lose one. I guess I don't know, but it freaks me out. But it's such a common thing to do over there. But like. For instance, my girlfriend who's pregnant with her third right now, her mom went to their psychic in India when she was there last time. And she was like, the psychic was like, your daughter is going to have three kids. At this time, she only had two. And she's like, you're going to have three. You're going to have three grandkids. And she never told her daughter because she would also like, don't do it. Don't have a third. Don't have a third. It's too much. It's too much. And now that she's pregnant with her third, she's like, I didn't want to tell you this, but your our psychic told us told me that you were gonna have a third, oh and gosh. so it just freaks me out because yeah, someone brought up a really great point, which is that like there's so much technology, medicine, and all that stuff now that could change things and alter yeah. things, and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try. But it's in the back of your mind. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's oh always gosh. like one of those things that freaks me out yeah. because she was so he
1: was so spot on with so many things that I'm always like
2: weirded Wait, out Wait, so, okay,
1: it. we keep talking about you guys might have three, might have yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are we with that conversation? Well, I of. did get the
2: IUD out. Right. Yeah. So found. So that's out. That was found. I would say we're not not trying. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So we're like there, but I'm also just weirded out. I'm like, gosh, my kids will literally be, the youngest to oldest would be eight years apart because if he's six right now, yeah, mm-hmm. That's weird, but it's not. That's not it's weird. weird. Yeah.
0: it's maybe different from what you yeah. thought it was gonna yeah. be, but it's not. Yeah, I don't think it's weird. My sister is in that position with Jack and Elliot, and it's amazing. Jack, is like, it? oh my god, Jack, like, well, in the early would get him out of his crib, make his bottle, help, like, you know, yeah. beautiful. And Mike is ten years older than Craig, and their bond is unlike anything That's I've ever true. seen. How close they are. That's true. So, I mean, it's all know.
2: special in its own way, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, but we're yeah. we're kind of there. We're kind of.
0: So when you guys started a family, yes. had you already pursued your career or were you stay-at-home mom? That's what was a great happening question.
2: I, so after marriage, so my grad school, I did go for broadcast journalism. So I, like, worked at CNN, Inside mm-hmm. Edition, E!, all those places. Inside Edition is where I ended and I was producing for them for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And then simultaneously, my passion for beauty started. And I made it full-time because after I got married – At this time, there was no Instagram or anything. And I was like, no one knows how to do brown girl makeup. So I started doing hair and makeup. And that's what my weekends were. That's where the parents hustle came in. You know, I would do the Monday through Friday and Saturday, Sunday, I would work weddings. And I realized I wanted to leave to work on that full time. So I left to do that full time. So at the
0: time, you were like a makeup artist. It was not a content creation game at all. Yes, not at all.
2: And I think Instagram had just maybe started in 2010, right? Or I don't even know. Facebook was alive, but... Yeah, I don't think It wasn't the, being used. Yeah, there was no video yet. Yeah. And so then I had left, and then I had got called back in, and one of my friends was uh, starting up, like, a production company. He's like, we're doing a big travel show in India for eight weeks. Come and produce it. And oh. I was like, this is perfect because I don't have anything holding me back. Mm-hmm. So me and Viral, my husband, decided to leave. We did Australia and New Zealand for... Two weeks, and then we went to, and he quit his with job with the kids. No, I had no kids. Oh, so Korea. this was before. Before, so yeah. before. Sorry. Okay. Went to India, did the travel shows, amazing. Came back, and I was like, okay. And then I got pregnant. Okay, so got then it. And then I was like, okay, well, that was a fun little thing, right? Project. I'm gonna go back to hair and makeup. And then I realized after having babies, I was like, oh my god, I don't want to do this. Like work on the weekends when I have this mm-hmm. little guy. And then um, that's when the Oprah stuff happened because one of my colleagues who I used to work and with TV. Us what you did yeah. with her. Yeah, yeah, so basically it was a digital show and I that tested forever, but... Um, Explain though, how does something like that happen? Who gives you
0: the phone call? How honestly, do you even hear about networks. the opportunity? It, it's
2: completely networked because at the time, I think my friend who I used to produce with at Inside Edition, her husband was on the finance or operations side of OWN and they were trying to get this pilot together for a new digital broadcasting that they've never done. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we need new diverse faces to come that was a big thing they wanted diverse faces to come and test for it and they're like "Right, we we know that you have production background and then you also did this travel show do you yeah. think you want to come in and they're like it may, may not mean anything and I was like sure I'll come in and I came in and it parlayed into something bigger what was the
0: screen test like what did you guys the, do working
2: for Oprah was a year and a half of screen testing a year what? and a half Whoa. I was getting paid in between it was, but it was like there was no official show for an entire like the whole show took a year and a half to actually create but you were
0: in the like quote unquote uh, audition process yes. for a year and a half yes holy balls it was crazy that and then she finally
2: insane. signed they had to make it was a crazy they had to make like a sizzle reel for the actual show to get pitched to yep. her and then she approved it and then we did the show. We would take out like, YouTube space every day. It was awesome. So that was alive for, like, three years. And then I remember I got the chance to go tour with her. And so I toured with her. She did this, like, big Life You Want How old are your babies
1: at this point?
2: Mila was just born, and they had asked me to go on tour when she was six weeks. So it's six weeks they went on And Rion is? Rion at that point was a year and a half, uh, two, just about two years. Two years. Yeah. And
0: did the babies come with you? No,
2: no. That was such a hard thing. Like, so working, how long
0: were you on tour for? Like, how long extended period of times before you could come home?
2: Um, IB, the most be gone was about three days when okay. she was like six weeks old, which was so hard. Like, wow. yeah, but that lasted for did about you breastfeed four yet? months. I, I did. I breastfed both. Oh so my what, pumping. gosh. Yes. And then. So that's Hila. literally
1: the age that my kids are right now.
2: Yeah. It was tough. Oh or, it I mean, was tough. I mean, nine days, six weeks. You know weeks. what? You a baby and a toddler. I think the most oh. rewarding thing is when I have friends who I used to work with that had no idea what it was to have kids. And I'm not one of those people that like throws it in their face. that's like, oh, you don't even know what it's like, right? Everybody's going through their own things yeah. in their own way. And you're a relatively newish, mom. Exactly. You've only been in the game right. a couple years. But it was really, it's really, it's. Re- I don't know if the. It, I don't know if it's rewarding. It's really nice and endearing, I guess, when other women come to me that used to work with me, and they're like. I had no idea what the hell you were going through mm-hmm. when you had just had a baby and moms. I made you travel. Yeah, and they're like, or I asked you to travel or like, I, I don't know what the hell yeah. you were, how you did that when you had a baby at home. And I'm like, I think about it. I'm like, I had such a great support system. like, I made my mom and dad come. I mean, yeah. you know, like wow. we had a great infrastructure. But So when crazy. you're
0: touring with Oprah at this time, where is your head out as far as like ultimate career goals? Are you thinking I'm going to keep doing this TV show? I'm going to get my own show. What's like... Where are you within the, your career and your mind? Honestly, I was point?
2: in such a bubble. And I remember my good friend Karamo, who's now on Queer Eye, was in on that show with yep. me. And he always said he's like this. He always gave the best advice, which obviously explains why he is who he is now. But he always said, like, this is our time. Like, nobody has Oprah. Not everybody has Oprah on their resume. This no. is the time you start striking. Get a management team. Like, make it happen for yourself. And I was so like, you're right. You're right. You're right. But I was in such mommy. Yeah heaven and not even heaven just mommy world and at the same time i have a husband who is so supportive but is also creating a business of his own Mm -hmm. and i had to really evaluate like what that meant because that would have meant way more time away from yeah family as well as like just putting my head down in my career which kudos to all the women that do that but i think i chose to do the opposite which was i'm gonna be in this space for right now and then once Mm -hmm. i feel i have a good hold on it i'm going to go Um, pursue that because it was just at that time my husband was he had left his job and he had joined a startup and he was like and he's in healthcare and he does this whole different job that he was you know in and Mm -hmm. it just for me if he wasn't going to be there and he was traveling as much as he was I was like I got to be there it's not fair to them I'm like then why did I have you guys you know but with that same on that same note there are single parents that have to do it too so I get it it's just the choice I made at that time so no I wasn't I wasn't thinking about it. I was hoping that like mm. things would come of right. Like, I'm you like, could just ride
0: the wave yes. and not have to like right. create the. And then the
2: ride, the wave ended. Right, the wave ended in two thousand, end of two thousand sixteen. And
0: what was that like? Was that a phone call? Was that what was the information? They were just that like the show's not
2: getting renewed. Yeah, the show's not going to get renewed. Oh. Um, but we're still going to be airing stuff, so it may look like you're still on the show. But so, like in that sense, um, there were some opportunities here and there from there. But it basically was like. Darn, I don't have anything. I'm not going mm-hmm. anywhere now, right? I had such a great rhythm of like three days a week going and shooting, then being with the yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, ah. And then I remember from that, though, some great pilots came up that I was shooting or I was like testing for. And what that made me realize was like, pilots, I'm not made, for, I'm not cut from that cloth. I can't do it. Like the whole. Stressing, and you made you got a call back, you got this, you got this, and then you got you're down to the two people. I just hated it. And this was
0: all for like non scripted hosting stuff, not okay, yes,
2: or you know, like Fox is doing this new pilot on this new talk show that's the blah blah blah. And I just realized there's so much that's out there. I kept pitching myself. I remember I kept going on these pitch meetings and pitching myself as like this mom content creator. Like I can talk about beauty and what it's like having a baby and trying to get ready in five minutes and this, that. Oh my God, you were ahead of your time. Yeah, very much. And people were not with it. Like a lot of these execs Mm. and people were just like, "Mm, there's nothing there for that mom space. And I remember a few of my husband's colleagues, wives have started What's Up Moms. And when they started that, I remember I was like, I reached out to one of them and I was like, how did you guys do this? And they're obviously on a different level like doing what they're doing. Um, where I was at the time. And I was just like, I just got to do it myself. So Mm -hmm. 2017, I put my head down, started creating content. I spent my own money on, like, learning how to shoot, edit, do all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Had some, called some friends, guys, like, calling in network favors, you know, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, people who know how to produce and edit and all that stuff. Called them in, did it. And then, and then just, it slowly took off from there.
0: When you were working at, on the Oprah show. Yes. Tell me if this is too personal question. Was the pay something that was substantial enough that you didn't need to work in the... Like once the show ended that you could take a breather? Was your income not necessarily... Like it was a bonus but you were really... Your husband was really supporting the family and yours was just a bonus. Like how did your yeah. your role as a financial contributor... How did that fit into your
2: your family structure? Yeah, that's a good question. So if it were in the beginning it was consistent enough where it was something that I was contributing uh, it was contributing all throughout yeah. but I think near the end when like shows became more of a need so basis because they had it was digital so a lot of stuff could be cut and edited to make it look right. so it's like the whole idea of making one serving twice. They could do the same thing with the footage. They paid you a
0: day rate and yes, then they were getting like three exactly, episodes. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Wow. So it it became that. And then that's when I started evaluating. Like I could be making a lot more. This is also when a lot of content creators started making. I started understanding more about like how much these beauty influencers mm-hmm. and stuff were making and doing what they wanted to do, which was so crazy. So I kind of just was like, I got to invest in this to, I got to take risks to make things happen, you know? So, um, it started as that but then that was another reason too why i was like if this financially isn't something that i'm gaining enough from Mm -hmm. to leave my family why am i doing it? right yeah and then i think that's how yeah and i think that's how this whole idea kind of worked for me then right because i could be flexible with a husband who has to travel and is the main breadwinner this allows me to have part-time help and but then also work from home Mm -hmm. so if there's an emergency if one of the kids are sick i can put that aside And then also do this, Yeah, and you're your own
1: boss now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh my God, I love learning about you. Okay, so let's talk about your kids. What does motherhood mean to you? Oh my gosh. Motherhood is, uh, it's more than I could ever
2: think it would be. But I really do think it's one of those things where you put everybody else's happiness in front of yours, but you do it so willingly Mm. that you wouldn't have it any other way. And I think the biggest part for me about motherhood is, feeling guilty pretty much 99% of my time, but also learning to be like, that's okay because mm-hmm. that's just part of the process and learning process in every way. Yeah, even yeah. if it's, even if it's me being guilty because I'm not there for my kids or me feeling guilty, like, oh my gosh, I was like that with my mom. You know, there's always some form of guilt that I feel probably on a weekly basis that I think I as a mom can, or just as a person I can process and get over. But I always imagine what other women go through and it's like, gosh, that is, it can bear on you a lot you know um, and but but it's a it's a guilt that I 100% take on with such pride almost like I'm yeah. like I'm guilty but I feel good about that guilt because it makes me feel like what I'm doing is worth it right like there's something else that I'm contributing that makes that guilt worth
1: having yeah so
2: if that makes sense
0: That's
1: it's such just an like, interesting person I can't mm-hmm. wait to interview Orly. And then to share what I think. That's interesting.
0: Do you have like if there's someone out there right now who is interested in a similar career to yours, maybe not the same category, but yeah. the same structure the way you've been able to work it out? Do you have any advice for how to balance the career goals and those passions with the priority of your family and how to make those two things exist in the same world? It's
2: always hard. I mean I you know, I always say I don't think there's such a thing as balance because at one time or another you're gonna be giving of yourself to one area Mm -hmm. and 25% to the other. But I do think that this is when those times of if you need to stay up later comes in handy, right? If you need to stay up until 3 in the morning doing that extra video that you need to do or whatever it is, creating that content or that project that you think is going to help be that outlet that you're right now passionate about and you're hoping turns into something that is going to be um, measured in whatever you think is successful, whether it be viewership, money, whatever it may be. Um, is just putting in that that sweat equity now, you know. So what if what if social media was gone tomorrow? What would you be oh doing? My God, that is such. A, I think about that all the time because I think Instagram is going to leave like yeah. this, yeah. like <laughs> in twenty twenty. Uh-huh. I do think it's going to be gone. Um, it's why I'm actively trying to figure out. Like I I have dreams, and I've talked about this in the past, but like of starting my own skincare line, mm-hmm. and so I'm working on that, and that's something I put more and more. I make actively more and more time for as I do a little bit less. And this is where I do have to see, you have to compromise and figure out what takes priority. Right. I've cut back on certain partnerships because I'm like, this needs focus right now yeah. and time for me because I'm not going to give that 50% that I give. That that time I give to the kids, I'm not cutting out. So what do I cut out in right. the time that I'm focusing yeah, on? Yeah, it's, it's a pie. Part- it's a pie. And yeah, what's exactly.
0: The, yeah. yeah. How do you slice How's it? How
2: does it fit into that? So that's what I would be doing. And luckily, I'm in a position where... I am supported by my partner, mm-hmm. and if we needed to, we could be supported by our parents, right. you know, things like that, but that's not where I want to see myself, but we've saved and all that kind of stuff, but it would be something that I could fall back on that until I get my bearings again, but I never mm-hmm. operate off of that. That's what just keeps me going, is like, I want to be able to be financially sound myself yeah. if I needed to, you know? And
0: just knowing now about your childhood and about mm-hmm. the the responsibilities and the... the where the bar was set for yourself by your parents and then for yourself, that one school, that's where you're going, the grad school, like the proving, it makes sense that in the back of your mind, sure, you know you could, but that you'll probably never, ever let yourself right. actually yeah. do that. Just because yeah. of how high you have the bar set for yourself. Isn't
2: that funny? It really is. I just something about myself today. It's
0: interesting, this, this, these conversations are going to be really interesting because I feel like when I think about now your opinions on certain topics and things uh-huh. we talk about, sense. I know, so I understand it so much more now.
1: I know. Okay, our last set of questions are kind of like just quick little... Fire rounds round. Yeah, fire Sun. round. Okay, let's do it. Okay, girl celeb
2: crush. Okay, um, my girl celeb crush is actually Rihanna. She's just so unapologetic Oh my Rihanna. gosh, okay. She's someone that I'm like, I want to be you, but I'm too scared to. <laughs> Love it. Boy <laughs> celeb crush. Lenny Kravitz
1: what what
2: love him
0: Lenny Kravitz he
1: is like my dream talk about wild card I, I would have, have
0: lost he's like my
2: type to a tea, which is so funny he is? because I do not be so further from him he just has that gritty rough
1: I don't oh know love God. him bohemian
2: yeah love him okay if
1: you there. were stranded on a deserted island what's the one product you would take with you Tinted moisturizer, ooh, because I would does get does it have SPF? In yes, it? <laughs> with SPF because it has color, so I can cover
2: anything I need, but then also has the production.
0: Amazing! This is gonna be so hard. What? What's, like, your favorite mom memory? Oh, oh fuck. I know. Oops, and sorry. And honestly, you can messing. do
1: one for each kid because that would be hard. Now that I have yeah. two, I get it's it. It's
0: Sophie's Choice yeah. right
2: there. Oh, my God. I know Sophie's Choice. Honestly, I had C-sections with both. Mm-hmm. So, for me, with Rion, it was, I remember one of the biggest things was when my milk came in for the first time. Because with C-sections, it takes about 24 yeah. hours for your milk to come in. And I remember I was like, when are you coming out? Yeah, you know, because yeah. I wanted to feel mm-hmm. that. So, I think... That was, with him, was my milk coming in. Aww. That makes a lot of sense. Um, with Mila, I actually think it's when she was a little bit older, and I just, she was just like, she's my girl. You know mm. what I mean? She's
1: like, my little baby? Like when she started showing, like, girly. Yes.
2: and she was just like, Mommy, Attributes. like, will you be my best friend forever? Oh. And I'm just like, dead and ever, oh, you know? Gosh. It's more things that she reminds me so much of myself when I was little and the way she just looks at things. So I just, Aww. there are certain things that she's done that, Remind me like I'm
1: her best friend. Thank you, test. I don't even want to ask this next one, but what has been your biggest failure or an obstacle that you overcame? Uh,
2: that's a good one. I don't biggest failure obstacle. I mean, I guess my I mean in this baby, and, it, and it could have been the Yeah, story that you I told think it was us. maybe yeah. my story about school, you know? Yeah. Like thinking that because I have myself spread so thin and I'm doing so many different things and feel like I'm at the top of my game doesn't mean anything. Like yeah. there's one thing that could happen that could affect that and it could be gone, right? So I think it's I think it's that really teaching myself and I'm still learning this till this day. I think I had ADD in a career sense a long time ago <laughs> and I think it's like learning to let go mm-hmm. of certain things and focus on just a few and really mastering those. That's probably that failure back in high school was probably one of the biggest things that's like a life lesson still today.
0: And what's your guilty pleasure, man?
1: <laughs>
0: Tell us. I hope it's creepy and weird.
2: <laughs> Gosh.
0: Uh.
1: Honestly, my
2: favorite thing to do is probably like grabbing junk food from the when like nobody's like if I have twenty minutes to myself. Yeah. You know, like people be like, I'm gonna go on a run or I'm gonna go do this. Or, I'm just hop on the computer. I literally will grab something junky from the fridge. And watch like Lifetime. Yes. And it's, it's Ooh, like, what's the junky thing in the fridge? Oh, I love I love raw cookie dough. Oh, oh. like the one you can eat though. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. if Whole Foods mm-hmm. has like Egg the one. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, my favorite.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, I need to make you some raw. cookie dough. I need dough. some of your raw cookie dough. Yes. Healthy, please. Fat free. It's everything I make is fat free. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> as long as you tell yourself so. Perfect. What has been your proudest accomplishment? <sighs> obviously having my babies. Is it? Yeah, it is. Really, it is.
2: I feel like those are, that's the, you know, if you think about like 50 years from now, 100 years from now, like what I was remembered for, obviously it's hoping that these people are who they are because it's like, oh, my mom was like this and their kids are like, my great-grandmother was like this and this is who I get this from. That to me is like, I think about that now and I see so many attributes or characteristics that my kids have because of certain people and I'm like, I love that, I can say your great grandfather was just like this, you know, and that to me is like is that is
1: it? so cool. I added one at the end. Yeah. Um, what is your life motto or life mantra? Oh my god, this one's a hard one, guys. What is okay? But line? I will say this is, this actually stems from more.
2: Actually, let me can I find it for you guys because I actually wrote it down. There's there's two that I have. But um, I love it. Yes, you can. T- <laughs> She's like, let me go into my
0: drafts where I have uh, my life models I, I do out.
2: have this because I'm not one to like, you know I have those friends that have just these amazing quotes that come out in their mm-hmm. head I'm like, wait, where did that come from? That makes no Absolutely. sense to me. But there was this quote that I found and I loved it so much and now, of course, I can't find it. But the one that I do have um, in my in – my, um,
0: She's going through her emails. I know, as I'm going we through speak. my
2: emails. Sorry guys. Anyways, I don't need to go there. But the one that I always say to the kids, and mm. I apply it to both Mila and Rian, is always like be able to, and I think it's very perfect for the state of society we're in right now, so it's like be able to admire someone else's beauty without questioning your own. In, mm. in every sense. And I, I think I apply that to myself. I apply it to everything mm. because I think being a woman, being in the field I'm in, being a mom. You, and just like we always talk about, we go on Instagram and we look at these other people, right. It's comparison, comparison. And I tell this to them all the time because like, even the kids, like Rian will come home. He's starting to learn, like, I didn't win that game. And it's like, you can appreciate this person's skill set and use Mm -hmm. that not to question your own ability as an athlete, but maybe how do I get better? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I, I attribute a lot of, I use that a lot when I talk to them and even myself.
0: And that makes sense with what, you know, Viral says about you and like your, positive mindset yeah. and the zest yeah. that it's yeah. going it's always going for the positive and right. what can I how can I yeah. you know be this better version as opposed to just feeling shitty right you and know what's also, the control just,
2: I do I do really do think that though it's like sometimes you can just be happy for other people without questioning why it can't be happening to yourself you know yeah. like and I think that's hard for a lot of people to embrace but it's a real thing that I feel like yeah you yeah, can yeah. do We should do.
1: This episode was all about you. I know. I loved getting to know you. I know Orly did. I feel like we could keep asking you questions. What is the last thing you want our mommy group and everyone that's tuning in to know about you? That I love you guys. No, I really, I, I honestly, the one thing
2: I would love for everyone to know is how we kind of all came together, which was that we were just three women who met You guys, Orly and Brandy knew each other a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And then I knew Orly. Actually, I was a big fan of Orly's when she was on Fashion Star. (gasps) And I remember I told a mutual friend. And then we met on Home and Family. And Orly and I had thrown around the idea of starting something around moms together. And then she's like, I think I have the perfect... Person to add, and then we met, and I re- I just loved that we were three people who were passionate about everything that we do, but also the coming together of moms. That you know, it was
1: like a real mommy group. Different. None yes. of us were best friends before. Exactly. None of us had really hung out, and you know, yeah, had history really. Yeah. And it's
2: really sweet because yeah. I love that this is almost like if you look at from the first episode to now, we're literally it's a big evolution of who we are mm-hmm. as friends as mm-hmm. well as like co-hosts. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that part of it. Just. Oh this was
0: amazing you you you're amazing I'm so glad that we got the backstory of everything it's mm-hmm. just I feel like for not only Brandy and I but for everyone listening like they're going to feel more connected to your opinions and your answers and your views on things because we know where it comes from so I'm really glad that we did this you are fantastic this was wonderful love you guys all right, guys, keep uh, keep listening because we're going to keep doing these. We'll be doing brandy and then we'll do mine. So get to know all of us. I hope you guys love this one. Head over to the Mommy Group pod to make sure that you give Ami some love. Mommy Group pod on Insta.
1: Bye, guys. Peace out.